I'll tell you who my wife has a crush on. Jimmy Garoppolo. She's all into Jimmy Garoppolo. Really? She likes subpar quarterbacks, huh? He's a handsome man, and he makes like $25 million a season. Wait, is that why? It's not Was the second like. part important to her crush? It just adds like when they're hand. It's like Chris Hemsworth, right? Someone looks that Having good, a crush and on they're him, also Chris super Hemsworth, rich. Though, is like very. That's like he's like Brad Pitt now. Like, of course you have a crush on. Yeah, of course I have a crush on Chris Hemsworth. I know, but like, be original. Have a crush on someone unique. I like Brad Pitt too. Like Conan right? O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> As he does that little hip dance <clears throat> with the strings, so hot, dude. That, yeah. That's my favorite, like conversation and crazy stupid love when emma emma stone says she has a crush on conan o'brien it, like, <laughs> yeah. in, it endeared me to her so much <laughs> it, who's the um uh, um so i've been watching uh 30 rock and uh who's the uh the guy uh opposite don knots in um private eyes oh tim conway conway yeah. He, he was on and he was like a, he was like an old time TV guy. He's walking around the building. He looks at that picture of all the men. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he comes in and he's like, uh, like, I just got done talking to uh, one of your hosts. Some sad, tall, uh, sad, tall, uh, red hair woman. <laughs> it was Conan. <laughs> Listen, if you want to impress me. If if a woman wants to impress me with her Hollywood crush, she would say Brian Posehn. Oh, dude, that dude is oh. a troll. Seriously, he is not a troll, not an at. internet troll, just a troll. No, oh, yeah, he lives under a bridge for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude is is hard to look at. He's also hilarious, uh, absolutely hilarious. But yeah, if you want to impress me with your Hollywood crush, don't say Chris Hemsworth. Everyone has a crush on Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me one of those ladies that are after that Brian Posehn money. Welcome to the Cold Bowl Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. How are you guys? I'm great. <laughs> so good. How are you, Jake? I am doing great. I'm doing so good. I'm happy to be here. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix is awesome this time of year, guys. January. I'm. I'm, I'm because this is like seriously. This is Phoenix time to shine. It's always shining. Just good. Phoenix. What? Just good. Nice weather. I mean, it's 56 degrees right now. At nine twenty p.m. in January or in February first, it's nineteen here in Utah. Yeah, yeah. It it did. It didn't get above thirty. Listen, it. I I I heard somewhere that meat starts cooking at one hundred and fifteen degrees, and the hottest it got last summer was one hundred and eighteen. So, like, there are bad parts to living in Phoenix, but none of them come in January. February. Did you you cook your meat, Jake? Um, I did my back meat. Did you go sous vide outside? (laughs) Sous vide in the bat in the in the swimming pool. Yes. (laughs) Um, I saw a TikTok of someone who put their sous vide in the hot tub or in their bathtub (laughs) just to help get their bathtub hotter. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. Sous vide. -vide? Yeah. Seriously. 
sous vide. It's a, it's like you fill a tub with water and then you put this little machine in it and it circulates the water and keeps it at a very specific not, not, temperature. Not, uh, not a bathtub. It's for cooking food. It's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's for cooking like, food. And then you, then you vacuum pack like a steak and you put it in the water and then it maintains that steak at that precise temperature for as long as you need it to. And then you pull the steak out of the bag, grill it, it and put grill marks on it. And it's done. It's actually like a very accept, like widely accepted. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but most restaurants cooking. will do that. And it's the yeah. way you get like this thick of just like a perfectly cooked, and then just the, the outside, just the outside yeah. is crispy. But you mm-hmm. don't think it's weird that they're boiling steaks, and you're like, that's, that's no. They good. keep it in, in. They put it in a bag. In a bag, so they'll take it. They're take like butter. So they're still like, boiling steak, steak in a bag. Yes. Yeah. So if they'll take, they'll but it's take not like boiling. It, it's like at a, a precise bag. temperature. It's a yeah. precise temperature. Yeah. It's... Well, boiling is a precise temperature. I mean, okay, no. Chris, only Chris. if you want the temperature to be 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Like you, you enjoy your tough, stupid steak while we eat delicious it, sous vide. Oil really steak, okay. is an inc- it really is an incredible way to cook meat. Any, there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot. Of, it's not just I feel like I opened up a can of steak here because you guys are like all all about this right Dude, now. I would love well, a can I of just, steak right now. Yeah, huge can of steak. Uh, Do you remember. Chris, did you go meat. with me that one time we went fishing at uh, the lake up in the Uintas and I brought like, or maybe it was Scott, other Scott, um, brought a bunch of uh, cans of, what was it, corned beef? Like that's all we ate because <laughs> we couldn't catch oh. any fish. So, so we ate like three cans of corned beef. <laughs> that's really gross. It's not when awful. you're camping. When you're camping, do you eat the nastiest and you think it's the most delicious you, stuff. You throw it in a, you throw it in a cast iron with some eggs and like <clears throat> bacon grease, and it's like I, I've never eaten more foul food more happily than on Scout Camp. Oh yeah. That's a that's a fair point. Chris or Jake, when we were up at Spirit Lake, we ate like kings. We Dude, had- that was Mike showed up and he brought a whole bunch of his elk that he shot. Elk backstrap. Uh, uh, and then and then we had bacon and then we had tiger trout and we ate the, tiger trout like twice a day every day. Oh, it was so, so good. good. So you shouldn't say that guys? we ate you shouldn't say that we ate tiger trout there because it's illegal to catch and eat we tiger trout. We didn't know they were tiger <laughs> trout. Well, we did know they were tiger trout. We didn't know that we couldn't catch the tiger trout. Or we couldn't I, keep them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so incriminating uh, evidence. What have you been up to, guys? What have you been up to, Christopher? Me? Yeah, fishing, I, it, I fishing, watched, and boiling uh, steak, bitch. <laughs> Scott, write that down. <laughs> I loved looking at Scott's face as he was laughing. He was like looking side to side, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like to, I don't know what I feel like right now because it's like a snitch or something because I'm writing down the swears. <laughs> like Dude, 50, the funny thing is when I whenever I take notes, Kylie will come in and look at my notepad and it's just like fa fa shit shit. <laughs> and she's like, "What is this?" <laughs> like my hands have Tourette's. <laughs> I feel it's it's Rain Man. I feel like Rain Man. Like you push and pull and hurt my neck. Three fifty nine. Okay, Chris, go. Um, I finished. Uh, the newest season of Cobra Kai a few days ago, and Ooh, I, yes. I love it so much. Uh, it's I think it's weird because it's season four, so I've seen I've been watching the show for like maybe two years now. Like I, 
I watched season one and two back to back. Season three came out a few months later, and then I waited a year. And you would think I'd be sick of it by now. Like I would be kind of over the formula, but I'm not. It's still just like such an entertaining show. Chris, I have I have a confession about that show. You've never seen it? Well, yeah, uh, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, it's that uh, you're kind of having the Troy effect on me where your enthusiasm <laughs> is like making me not want to watch it. I, I pitched that we rename the Troy effect to the Reese effect because Reese <laughs> is way better at this than the Troy is. <laughs> Listen, Chris, my favorite second joke that. From, from season three of Cobra Kai mm-hmm. is... <laughs> when he's trying to teach Johnny uh, some Miyagi-Do and, uh, and he's like, what's the best defense? And Johnny's like, oh yeah, it's like a whatever to like the roundhouse kick. It's like, it's great. He goes, no, the best defense is no be there. Oh, that's like, yeah. and he goes, it's season no four. be there. And he says, uh, yeah, season four, not season three. He's like, no be there. So you're telling me, Mr. Miyagi teaches you centuries worth of his family's ancient martial arts, and you can teach him some English. And I, I died laughing. <laughs> that joke. Great. But then Johnny no picks people. a fight with like four hockey players and leaves, and Daniel beats yeah. him up by himself. Like, Where the hell were you? He's eating a pretzel. He's oh, no, be there, no, be there. <laughs> so good, so good. It's great. That's dude. a great. I need to watch show. the fourth season. It's I awesome. love the first three. Although by the end of the third season, I was like, oh, this is like soap opera like totally this is this is as bad as any like kid like high school drama it's, it's very it, self-aware it, it, it gets like it, it gets it to the point it. where i have to like turn it off sometimes because it's too much it's too much of the young adult drama you gotta pay them bills I uh, it definitely I got was, into a fight in high school and the, fell uh, off the thing and broke my back on the chair on the handrail and you now everyone has to be crying for me and like this is it's crazy. Wait, are you describing when he broke his back? That yes. was that was too teenage soap opera for you? The karate fight in the in the high school? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't watch as much teenage soap operas as you. That was pretty new concept. Oh my god, River, that was the Riverdale dog. I know, but no one ever Dude. broke their spine. Oh my god, Chris, <laughs> your that, that your concept for me. Your uh, your gaslighting was prime. There was it. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good at at uh, lighting gases or whatever. <laughs> All right, Jake, what have you been up to? I actually been watching season two of The Witcher. Nice. Um, I finished that one too. The Witcher season two has a lot less action. It's not nearly as much like of the fighting and and which was like one of the coolest parts about season one was was the insane sword fights and battles and stuff that that Geralt got himself in. Uh, There's a lot less of that, but there's a lot more like lore and story and setting up things for the next season and lot of stuff with siri and i don't know i i i've actually i've been very much enjoying the witcher season two i'm looking forward to i really enjoyed it and apparently henry cavill is like he's he he's basically the showrunner even though he's not the showrunner he's like he's an on-set consultant he like he he'll go to them and he'll go to the director and be like hey we should include this storyline from the books because that would fit better in this situation than in that situation. 
And like, he's read all the books. He's played all the video games. He knows everything backwards and forwards and super nerd on set. And it's pretty cool. The idea of, of uh, the actor being that into the, the source material. For yeah, the show. That, that type of enthusiasm usually shows on screen. So that's, that's absolutely. Awesome. And I, I love hearing anytime a, an adaptation is d- does well. Cause yeah. Cause sometimes it doesn't. And Some, it's, yeah, it's it's especially a uh uh fantasy because also yeah. wheel of time the only reason you guys don't like it is because you read the books no nah. because i the last episode yeah. was, was no i wa- i watched it and that it wasn't awful you uh, the, you guys I read all the books and it was pretty bad you guys don't gaslight us okay chris you've read the books that, that it's based on you guys have read the books that it's based on and you didn't like it i get it i i understand i'm just saying that someone coming from someone who has not read the books at all uh it's not that bad if you haven't read the books now if you know where the books are going it i'm sure that it was awful but it was real bad sure <laughs> yeah I don't think I disliked it as much as Scott and Reese did for, for sure. Or I don't even know if you disliked it, Reese, but the last I, episode, so I, I suppose. I, I, I just felt like mm, outside of a couple of episodes, I had to like talk myself into liking it. Mm-hmm. I had to like make an excuse of like, okay, yeah, well, I guess this, but like that last episode, I was just like, nope, <laughs> I'm not. No, that was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. What what is that? What is the saying? Like fine the final one pays for all or something like that. Uh I can't remember how the saying goes, but that's kind of how I felt. Like that final episode just destroyed everything that led up to it. I mean, I, I haven't read them in a long time. So I so it's like it's almost like it's new to me again. It was still pretty fresh. I'm I'm only about a year removed from finishing it. Yeah, um, yeah. the whole series and i spent like two years getting through the whole series so it was i wonder cool. if there's some like hardcore witcher fan out there that's like pissed off that the tv show is unfaithful to the book Gu- guarantee it yeah, it's funny because the, the tv show is much truer to the books than the video games mm-hmm. and it kind of disappoints me because i've i've read the books and i played the video games and there are things from the video games I wish they would have included in the show, like the silver swords and stuff like that, that mm. they they just kind of abandoned because it wasn't in the books. Uh, and but there's a lot of the cool stories from the books that they put they like almost word for word put from that. the books into the show. The, the books don't have of, silver swords. No, no, those are those are cool. I heard no. that they the show included Yennefer being like uh, just deformed too, because she really is deformed. Yeah, it yeah. is cool. So she did a spell to so make herself the, pretty. The show, the show does have <clears throat> silver. He has two swords, and one of them is a silver sword. But they don't really spend a whole lot of. No, he he only has it. the one sword in the show. False. He has two swords. Well, they both on okay. his back. Jamie pulled up. <laughs> yeah, he he, 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 he he carries two swords, and there's one that has um, the medallion from the very first he episode one from that girl. Balls. That he kills that he puts on it and then in in season two they talk about how you use a silver sword for monsters and iron for whatever else that's the song silver for monsters iron for humans yeah so well i've been up to um i've been uh trish and i have been re-watching 30 rock and we're like five seasons in or four whatever it, mm-hmm. that show is so freaking good it's like it's like uh i don't know how they do it but it's like seriously a joke every 
like three to five seconds. It, it, we, it is such a good show. Morgan and I watched the show, as a matter of fact, uh, just recently. Watched it all the way through. Which one? We love it. 30 Rock. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, love it. It's so funny. It's great. Um, yeah, the, the, the and it was made at like in like the perfect time, like the from 2007 to like 15 ish, where politics were a thing, but maybe it was our age, mm-hmm. like in the early mid or early mid 20s, where it was like it politics weren't as serious as they are now. And so people like you could you could have the super liberal and the super conservative be be best friends and and just like riff on each other and it was totally fine. Those are the uh, good old days when you can crack jokes at each other. Dude, it was it was yourself. seriously, it was awesome. Yeah, it just absolutely falls into the category of like shows that could not get made today. 100%. Or at least they'd be very very different. It would be the so off, bad the today. office 30 rock like they just but, can't that, do it. Dude, the the 2000s yeah, the, the, I mean, obviously we have good TV now, but I don't know how good the like the comedy like that is, just because they had way more freedom. But it, it, yeah, it was it's a fun show. I love it. Oh, yeah. good one, very good. I I have been up to just watching a whole bunch of different things. We uh, we rented uh, Sing Two. Did you rent uh, it? Yeah, we rented oh, it. We saw it in theaters. It. I went to the theater today to watch it. Did you? Oh, did you? Oh, nice, man. What did you think? Uh, it was basically the same as the first one. Yeah, almost like the exact it, it was same. the same as the first one, just like bigger stakes. Dude, did it yeah. have Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it had the, yeah. all of the original cast. So nice. I saw the first thing and I did not like it. Or sorry, I saw the first thing and I didn't expect to like it. I remember going to the theater being grumpy and I was like, that was actually really good. Mm-hmm. And then Sing 2, I went to again. I was like, it's going to be garbage. And it was awesome. Yeah. It was like they did the, the it was same thing as the first one that they're, they're going to do something big. A lot of them have blockers, things that are blocking them from doing it. They go off on their own and learn how to love themselves or whatever the magic sauce <laughs> is. And yeah. then they come back and put on a great show and, and chester's gonna awesome. do the wrong thing but then do the right thing at the end like exactly yeah it was the exact same mm-hmm. but it's great uh, it, it's a it's a good uh yeah. what, what's formula it's weird how much like because everything about these movies i should not like like illumination mm-hmm. musicals and people singing modern pop songs wait like, what's wrong with illumination that they don't make very good movies i don't think Oh, that's an interesting. They do like take. like the Grinch or like the Lorax or every Minions movie. Oh, I like the Minions movies. And do I you? Like Despicable Me. Yeah, yeah, I like Despicable Me. I like the first one, but like oh. they they kind of saw a formula and they just like, oh, it's like a nine lot, Minion movies. A lot of what I like about those movies probably just has a lot to do with what my kids like rather than what I actually. Yeah, they they seem like, like they they seem like cash grab movies. Yeah, yeah like yeah. all of them. The Secret yeah, Life of yeah, Pets could, gave I, me, gave me the that. biggest headache. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> anyway, Sing, Sing 2 was really good, and I had a strange experience watching it. Uh, they, for those that, that don't know, one of the main characters in the second one is portrayed by a lion, um, uh, like a grizzled old lion, 
and he used to be like a great rock star and he hasn't done anything he hasn't performed or, or written any new music in like 15 years like just kind of disappeared um and it like it tells you why and everything and it's sad and it's moving and everything um but that that character that lion is played by bono from u2 and and so they have some u2 songs uh and i just the strangest the strangest thing happened where i forgot about u2 like just completely forgot about u2 for because of the movie no leading up to the movie (laughs) like i had just completely forgot about him and, Forgetting and, about you too is seems to be a common thing, I think, with a lot but of people. like. But how do we forget about you too? They're one of the biggest rock bands in the history of the world, and I just and and honestly, you might have different feelings about you too. But I'm a huge U2 fan. I grew up with my sister in her band playing U2 songs, listening to them all the time with my older sister, and I loved you too. And then all of a sudden they force it onto my iPhone. <laughs> they force their album onto my iPhone. And I was like, well, that's lame. And yeah. it's also a stinker of an album. Th- that that uh, soured everyone against them. It, it, it was really so weird. Too, like collectively, like, everyone Here's something that's for free. One, this, two, three, yeah, four, 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it just, it honestly just like completely uh, soured my taste for the band. And then the the unexpected thing happened was I just like stopped listening. I don't think I consciously uh, chose to not listen to you too. I just didn't. And then all of a sudden I'm hearing these songs again and I got emotional, like remembering listening to my sister play desire as a kid. And it was just super awesome hearing you too again. And now for <laughs> the last like three weeks, I've been listening to nothing but you. So, so since it was on a, this sing two movie did they uh did they do like a remake of it or was it like an original they did like... three i think they did three u2 yeah. songs and then you wrote a new uh-huh. and then you two wrote a new song for this which was the worst song of the whole movie <laughs> it, it absolutely was it was by far the worst song of the whole movie it's what song like, was it, it was like it was the very they, end one when they're on the my, bus this song saved my life or something like that like it's seriously bono jerking off to Dude, himself that, that is the most youtube <laughs> thing i've ever heard this song, song, song saved this song <laughs> saved my life for real it is it is you it is bono like stroking oh his goodness. ego for it, so for the world to he watch. calls it tribute to the greatest song in the world <laughs> it's it and it's the worst song of the movie like there's the the movie i actually loved most of their renditions like i loved them most of them i didn't like uh the one where he comes out and sings just because what was the name what's the name of the song uh what i'm looking for yeah yeah yeah, yeah what i'm looking for, for. Still yeah. found so that one I I know all the words to it and I kept trying to sing the words to it along to the thing and all it was was just them repeating and I still haven't found what I'm looking for like 17 times like there <laughs> was part of the song I know yeah right but there was no like there was no other like any of the other lyrics from the song were just completely left out it was just the, yeah, the the opening lyrics and then they just repeat. They just I still jump, haven't found. They just jump right into it. Yeah, it was kind of lame because that song's incredible. That song's great. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but so, sort it, of. It, <laughs> it's. I have a hot take on you too. That's okay. I think that a lot of I think that it's a they're a pretty polarizing band. Uh, I I really do, and I think that uh, Jake, you're the oldest. Uh, Chris, you're the oldest, right? The oldest. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah, oh, you're not out of us. So like, the, no, 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 no. no. Uh, Chris, talking about Chris, siblings in your family or you, you're the oldest in your family right? yeah Chris. like and i i definitely grew up on youtube like my my brother is named joshua because of the album joshua tree oh that's interesting yeah that's so a great like, album. I, my my mom made me very aware of this so i don't know hot take but i don't think stuff you heard as a kid means it's automatically good no i'm not saying <laughs> that it's automatically good but i do think i do think that uh if you have that experience with it as a at a young age it can absolutely inform your opinions now oh, yeah, right really. that's how opinions are formed um in and for me it's very closely tied to kind of idolizing my sister in in her band you know when i was mm-hmm. i was like i was young and uh and so those songs just had a huge impact on my life but it it really got me thinking about you too and Mr. Music, too, to, music today <laughs> like what what was the song of last year WAP <laughs> that but was like the it, biggest song last year it was like the biggest song of the year and people were praising it for being like uh, empowering. empowering for women and like, <laughs> like it's just wild and then you go and listen to you too and like a huge amount of their songs are unapologetically Christian. They're explicitly singing about Jesus Christ. They I actually didn't like, know that until you told me. Yeah, they I didn't, didn't know it either. And I think, I, I, think I have a, a theory as to why. Because you can't well, hear a damn word he's saying. <laughs> Does anyone know any lyrics to a U2 song? Uh, it's funny because yeah, Reese mentioned that Pride is about uh, MLK Jr. And I was like, Oh, I did not know that. And then today I was listening to the to that song and I was listening to the lyrics and it, he talks about like a shot ringing out in the Memphis sky. And I was like, oh, of course it was about Martin Luther King Jr. I, I swear. Yeah. I, I had never heard that lyric before because yeah, Bono, for, like for Scott all of, said, for all of his like loving himself and thinking he's the best. I think he tries to hide his voice behind the guitar because it's like I can't pick his voice out of the music for some reason oh that's does interesting he, i have does no he love himself his voice yeah he, he's pretty uh is he like obsessed with himself is that the that, that that's what it seems like for sure i think that that's the the polarizing thing is that you have this this lead singer that for for a lot of people i'm not saying it's this way for you all but for a lot of people their first experience their first real experience with bono um was after uh their album 2000 all that you can't leave behind came out that was where they had like um they had a bunch of huge hits that that record was was number one it won a grammy for album of the year what year did uh, that come out 2000, 2000? Um, oh so i thought there i thought joshua tree was their big hit in the 80s joshua joshua tree came out in 87 yeah um and that is arguably the their greatest album ever uh, i think most people pretty much agree that that was that's their, like that one was best album was one on that album and uh joshua tree has the streets what i'm looking for where, where the, the streets, streets have, no, have name. no names in god's uh, country uh red hill mining town like it's a terrific album um but it 
they, that record in 2000, all that you can't leave behind, um, not long after they released that album was 9-11. And then you have just like a couple weeks after 9-11, they're doing like a tribute concert to raise money for the victims of 9-11 from London. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're winning all these awards. They're doing the Super Bowl in 2002. And so people are getting this big, massive exposure to Bono after they've had a couple records previous to that that were not great. They had like Pop and they had uh, Zuropa. And those are like my two least favorite albums of theirs. And then they're seeing him do all this stuff in Africa. And he's talking about like saving people from AIDS. And, and it's just this huge personality Mm-hmm. and and doing all of these like quote unquote good things in the world and it seems very non-altruistic it, it, it seems, seems like it's a cash grab yeah it, he he comes across as just very pretentious yeah. kind of yeah. kind of almost in the same category as sean penn uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, oh for sure angelina jolie yeah 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 uh, so, so it sounds like he's a good guy but because he's not making any money off these things but, I honestly uh, think he he 100% believes that stuff. He he's just preachy. And yeah, but yeah, is the narrative everybody that hates that to stay relevant? Is that what people cuz I, I know think that's polarizing what people think, but yeah. that he's just I, being so his altruism is being construed as uh is trying to be relevant. To be yeah. relevant. And yeah, I think I, the I reason think so. why is because it's so preachy. Yeah, I, I agree, but then but then when you like actually go back and you're listening to a lot of this music and you see i mean they started in 1980 uh, they started actually in the in the late 70s but like their first big uh, album release was boy in 1980 and just go and listen to the songs or read the lyrics if you can't hear his voice (laughs) and uh, and like they're they're it's actually music that's trying to inspire and it's trying to uh uplift like in that 2000 i mean it's ireland in the 80s man (laughs) like there's some nasty crap going on there and i mean you look at any irish uh poetry or or literature of any kind and it is the saddest stuff you'll ever hear yeah and so and then ireland in the 80s is when like car bombs were going off and i mean they they it's still not great but i mean all that stuff was going on and so they're they're coming out trying to be like activists trying to bring shine light onto the awful things that are happening in their country and so yeah, yeah that makes I sense mean, bono's from from dublin and and he tells a story about like um how just the fact that he rode his bike to school that day rather than like taking the bus um he missed the the three car bombs that went off on the street where his school was that killed 33 people and he likely would have been one of those right. three people that's crazy you know like just just wild stuff but like you listen to or you listen to those songs you look at the lyrics and they're they're hopeful they're inspiring um the song uh, all that you can't leave or not all that you can't leave behind stuck in a moment mm-hmm. um like he wrote that song uh he's written for one of his closest friends the lead singer of in excess um he wrote that song for him shortly after sensation uh, he, he took his life um, you know, and like, it's about depression. It's, it's trying to inspire some sort of hope for his friend. Um, and that's, that's the kind of music that was, <laughs> I don't know if people just were willfully ignorant to the hopefulness of the songs, uh, 
or or if they just accepted that they were christian that they had messages of faith and christ and things like that but they were the biggest just just thinking about some of the the numbers here uh like the the edge david howe is the the lead guitarist mm-hmm. rolling stones has a, listen Stone has if a you name yourself a half of your band is either named the edge or one name bono mm-hmm. Like, but but you know, there, how there's another there there's another reason why people don't like him because <laughs> so you named yourself the Edge. I, I like that his name is Edge because he's a Christian band, so it's Edge and Christian. <laughs> so actually, oh, you might like this even more. Uh, he actually got his name. <laughs> he got his name Edge when they were young boys in school because apparently, if you, you ever see him, he's always wearing a beanie covering up his head. Apparently, he has a very angled, sharp head and his friends just called him the edge because of his head, <laughs> right <laughs> like and we start calling Troy his, that he served his mission in Ireland <laughs> right and even his mom like I read a quote from from the edge and he was like yeah like everybody calls me that and they have since we were young boys he's like even my mom calls me edge so I guess it's pretty official um which is pretty funny and then uh Bono his name is Paul David Hewson and uh he got his name for because he loves to talk, which is what you're talking about. He seems pretty preachy, but also he has a very good voice. And Bono comes from the Latin Bono Vox, which was the name of like the hearing aid shop there in Dublin. And it means good voice. It means good voice. And so all of his friends growing up, they just called him good voice because he liked to talk and he had a good voice. So there you go. Uh, yeah, they didn't name themselves that. That's just what their friends called him. That's how true nicknames start. Well, what, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter. You your your name that's what your name is. And if that's what you're telling people your name is, you're automatically a douchebag in most people's eyes. <laughs> that's probably a pretty fair statement. Yeah. But but I just want to talk about like the fact that we've forgotten you two and that so many people have written them off, uh, the edge is still considered the 38th greatest guitarist of all time in Rolling Stone magazine. Um, let's see their U2360 uh, tour adjusted for inflation. This was as of 2017 adjusted for inflation earned seven or grossed $784 million which is the largest grossing tour in the history of musical tours. Uh, they have been nominated for 46 Grammys and they are num- the number one Grammy winning band with 22. Um, Beyonce has the most with 28. Um, but as a band, Queen B has 22. Yeah. Queen B. Beyonce has the most. Beyond like if it, 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 I think that's just discredits you artists. Too. <laughs> but that's that's an individual Beyonce. artist Oof. but as a band or as a group they have 22 and the next closest is 14 uh in in the group category mm-hmm. um where the streets have no name is rolling stone has it as the number 28 greatest guitar songs of all time um <laughs> There's a magazine in the UK. I'm not familiar with it, but apparently, I mean, it ran for like 33 years. It's called Q Magazine. Q. Uh, they they ranked um, they ranked that song 43rd greatest song of all time, just in general. Which song? Uh, Where the streets yeah. have no name. Do I know and that, that song? song? And that song. Yeah, was mo- written... 
that all of their songs are named things that you're like, do I know that song? And then you hear it and you're like, oh yeah, I know that. Song. Oh yeah. Well, and, and like that song is written about kind of what the, the perceived injustice so that you could tell, at least in Dublin um, or sorry. Uh, yeah. Some, uh, one of the cities in, in, in Ireland um, that you could tell someone's like how much money they had and what their religion was based on the street that they lived on and like how that's not right it, it shouldn't be like that in this world and it's just kind of a cool song um i still haven't found what i'm looking for is like pure gospel like go and listen to that song read the lyrics uh that is like a gospel song and i just think that's so cool that you have this band like that that was one of the biggest in the world. And like Bono's been married. He's had one wife and he's been married for like over 40 years, you know, that's impressive in that, in that line of work. Super impressive. That's like a very strange thing to see uh, when you're as famous as Bono is. Um, And I just think, I don't know. I, it just got me really thinking about you too. So this conversation has been Reese's tribute to you too. The Bono. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't so... even think we can call it a conversation. I just did all the talking. <laughs> so we're, we're reacting. Reese, if you want to, this is my hot take on you two. Yeah. Uh, you two. So there's, there's, there was three bands. I was thinking about a lot today. As a matter of fact, uh, there was three bands that I could think of um, that have something in common with each other. And that's you two tool and they don't sound much alike but they, they they're in common in a different way mm-hmm. and dave matthews band a little bit i knew you were gonna say that um, i see i see where you're coming from it, or where you're going you either you you either get them or you don't like yeah you and dave matthews band isn't as much because i think that with tool and you two nobody hates those bands nobody dislikes tool nobody dislikes uh you too it's it's the uh but plenty of people dislike dmb um, <laughs> yeah, yeah but true. i think a lot of that i think there's less to do with the band as much as it is to do with their fans um <laughs> but tool and you too specifically you either get it and you praise them for the artists for being artists and for like progressing the genre and progressing music and like doing incredible things artistically, or you don't get it. And they're, and you're kind of ambivalent towards the band as a whole. Um, And any of those bands that are like that, I have never, I've never been the person to get that band. I think you have to be musically inclined. Yeah. So like, U2, Tool, DMB, all those, all those bands, none of them. I'm always like, I mean, I don't hate them. I'm not going to turn yeah. them off if they're on, but I'm also not going to seek them out and listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But when they do go on tour, they sell out literally everywhere. Yeah. And they sell out for, for minutes. cheap seats or 350. Type exactly. Which they, makes they them are... way bigger than Dave Matthews Band or Tool. Like they're. <laughs> No, yeah, Tool is translates. huge. If you if you look tool, at Tool is huge. Tool is huge, dude. dude it's, huge. it's but like I don't. A, th- these bands are like uh like a um iceberg where it's like you think they're just like a rock band, mm-hmm. but you get you get even a little bit into their fan base, mm-hmm. and you realize how freaking deep Tool fan goes. base is crazy. That, that, so, that Maynard dude. Yeah. So like, 
I love that people like those bands. I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I don't mm-hmm. get it. So like, I was never a big U2 fan, never bought any albums, never actively sought out there. But what they're really good at is making catchy ass songs because every single song that came on when I was doing research for this episode, every song that came on, I basically sang every word. To so all what, one, one thing I will give you uh, two, because I'm not the biggest fan, like even musically, I think I, from my lack, from my position of a, with la- uh, lack of uh, music inclination, it just seems indulgent to me. Like they're, mm. they're, they're just like way too in, you can tell that, I don't know, just musically, but they do have really good intros. I'll say that. Like the, the intros to their songs are all pretty good. Yeah. It makes me wonder if uh, Bono went into, like you said, he fell off the face of the earth. People forgot about him. I wonder if he, like in the movie, went into hiding because his seemingly good intentions were polarizing to people. Like people found his charity annoying. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I, if that I, was me, I would go into hiding. I really don't know because like he didn't actually go into hiding. So like, they I, they've been releasing music they released another album in 2017 like they they haven't like, was like totally six gone years ago. in hiding right but they haven't like totally gone in hiding is what i'm saying well i mean because you like you said earlier it seems like they just people forgot about them but i wonder I, if yeah, that's why it, people it forgot weird. about them well and like the other thing is well, like, did people forget about them or did reese forget about them <laughs> i know why I, I forgot about i can't speak <laughs> for everybody else but like so like even my sister that you know i told you about that i have all these memories she flew in from Oregon uh, over the weekend. We had a funeral to go to and, uh, and we were driving into our old neighborhood that we were both born in. Um, and I, I had you two playing on, uh, on the, uh, in my car. And as we're driving into this old neighborhood, um, uh, Red Hill mining town came on and my sister was like, when gosh, I love this song. I had to doubt you've heard it. It was never a radio release. It's okay. one of my favorites, um, but uh, yeah, but it, it came on and, and she was like, oh, I love this song. And then we like we right as she said, I love the song. We turned into like the neighborhood and she just like broke down crying. And she's like, this is like my my life, like this music and this street. This was like every it was a really cool experience to have uh, with my sister in that like this music connects us but I just know that I forgot about it. And I think my sister kind of forgot about it for a while too. And then she remembered like I did. Um, but it was just, it, it was just cool. I like the band. Uh, I think yeah. it's an interesting conversation around what, what makes it good. You know, Do you like think what, that like the, the conversation is interesting because they're famous despite their Christianity. Cause they, they definitely I, hit the mainstream and not too many. Christians. Absolutely. Like big Christian bands that hit mainstream hide their Christianity. Yeah, and that and I think that that's the thing that's like so above just my my basic love for the music. It's really impressive. Well, uh, what I find they, impressive is that they not only hide their Christianity, but they kept it. Because yeah. for the most part, that uh, in that industry, you'll lose it. Like you'll lose your yeah. faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean that's what. Uh, what I still haven't found what I'm look, looking for is kind of about that, like that constant search for that faith that you're, you're constantly searching for that truth. And but he's saying like, it. I still, I still haven't found it yet, but I'm, I'm still looking, you know, it's that, that constant pursuit of truth. And, 
I don't know. It's just inspiring. It's those, this, the songs are really hopeful for me. Um, and, uh, and I, and I love it. And I, thanks for indulging me and letting me talk about you too. I know I've been bugging you about it for like a week and a half now. <laughs> did, you, did you get it all out? Or is there more you want to say? I think, I think I got it all out. Are I just, sure? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, you got me to listen to you too a couple times this week. So congratulations. Cool. <laughs> right on. That's Mission accomplished. Victory. That is and victory. you guys should check out Sing Too if you haven't seen it yet because it's like crazy oh, for good. Sure. It's so much well, I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie, but I did try and listen to the soundtrack and turned it off pretty quick because it was bad. Yeah, it's it's weird, dude. Like the the movie, they're like practicing their stage shows, so you kind of know what to expect, and then they just like blow it up so much wider than. So like the reveal, it's it's such a cool movie. It's it's weird. Yeah, I love. I got. That. I was super into it. Hmm. It was fun. I very much enjoyed the movie. So it's good. Cool. So should we get into the episode? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. The episode. What are, we, what are we talking about, Scott? We're talking about angry leprechauns like Bono. <laughs> angry Irish leprechauns. Angry yeah, Irish angry. leprechauns. I guess that, that's a given. Um, no, th- this, is one, this is one that, say? Yeah, this is one that we've all been really interested in kind of following is uh, the controversy surrounding peter dinklage and the uh, is it in, in pre-production the uh snow white and the seven dwarfs yeah. yes it is in pre-production so they and, I don't even they filmed anything yet no no they haven't by the way it, it, i just think it's funny that peter dinklage like his last name is dinklage it sounds like he'd be a like a seven dwarf <laughs> the last Dude, name he, he has an unfortunate name yeah i, I gotta say i mean i mean i i, I think it's awesome that he owns it honestly like that's mm-hmm. awesome but yeah it's unfortunate it is unfortunate so who wants to explain it so um, what happened peter did you hear the podcast uh did i listen to the podcast yeah because you're a fan of the uh, podcast aren't you yeah he's on mark maron's path i didn't he's listen to the WTF whole podcast. by mark Marin. yeah i i listened to some of the the sound snippets but i didn't listen to the whole episode no okay so he was he was on Mark Maron's podcast and he was talking about Disney and he was he was complaining a little bit about Disney wanting to be uh, progressive in one way and not in another and so he got he got up in arms and got upset because he said Disney is redoing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and S- Snow White they recast as a Hispanic actress. But then he said that it was bullshit that they were going with continuing on with seven dwarfs and they were going to hire seven dwarf actors to play the seven dwarfs. And he, he, he got super upset about, about the backwardsness of seven dwarfs living in a cave. Um, I don't know what movie he watched, but I don't know. what movie. I mean, they were confused it with the Hobbit. They were, I mean, even those doors, Moria. did they live in a cave? They, they live in a cottage. Yeah, they live they, in they, a they, cottage. They mined in a, in a cave. Sure. Yeah, they worked in a they cave like, and they were they very, very like rich. Um, but he he kept saying that it's that it's backwards and it's wrong. And and um, and now there are a bunch of the uh, of the actors that have dwarfism or little people actors are now up in arms and they're super upset about him saying this because he they're all saying like you're gonna convince disney to not make this movie 
They already have. And, but no, they're making the movie. Well, they they changed the seven dwarves like seven CGI mythical creatures. Oh, the CGI was no, the CGI was before. Well, I know they had seven actors lined up, and then they just okay, never mind. Because I was reading, I was reading that they had always planned to make the dwarves uh, CGI, and they were hiring voice actors for them, and now they're rethinking whether or not to have them be dwarves at all. Is the Mm -hmm. the what they're thinking about? So that before peter dinklage even said anything they were going to do cgi and i'm so sick of cgi heavy movies that don't need that don't need it i'm so sick of disney live action remakes yeah dude Dude, i haven't liked one yet i mean it's technically live action jungle book's the only good one oh that's true i did like jungle book but that's literally the only one that i wrote that's literally the only i didn't didn't like cinderella i didn't like uh Beauty and the Beast. I didn't like Lion King. I didn't. Other than Jungle Book, the only one I didn't hate was Aladdin, but that was only because my kids liked it. I didn't. But they didn't even care for the other ones. I mean, my kids like Blippy, dude. Like they don't. They're not good judges. (laughs) It's true. My son loves. He's been watching like the Halloween Blippy episode like every day, dude. I'm like, what the heck, dude? I feel you, dude. Um. I yeah. think it's very interesting that he would come out because the the moment I heard this, the first thing that came to my mind was the South Pole elf yeah. is telling me that it's irresponsible for Disney to cast dwarfs for Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Like, what is going? I, I was I don't trying understand. to be like devil's advocate about this too, just to kind of see where he's coming from. So I explained the situation to my wife, who's like impartial for she doesn't care about any of this stuff so i explained the whole scenario to her and she's like so is he trying to just monopolize all the roles for himself and i'm like that's what it looks like hornswoggle called him king dwarf yeah yeah he was more than happy to play Tyrion, the imp yeah or the half man or like all the all those terrible things that they call him just because he's short i i guess he was trying to like subvert expectations of a dwarf in a fantasy movie so i can get why that one was a little more groundbreaking because it made him a, like a superstar but he still made so much money getting called an imp right yeah so it, I, it, I mean i don't get it it reminds me of uh remember on uh an idiot abroad with uh with carl pilkington mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and warwick davis yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and and he said, and Warwick was complaining about the the um the little people city in China or whatever, like the Hobbit city or whatever, or little town. And Warwick is saying like that it's just exploitive and all this stuff. And Carl's like, seriously, like what did you make all of your money on? Like you were, <laughs> like you you crawled into the rat suit in on uh, as the Rous, but the, these people can't make a living. Being this little town, yeah, right. Well, and it's unfortunate, but that—that's what you're. I, I, it's a deep issue, to be honest. Here's here's the thing: is like to Peter Dinklage's point, right? He doesn't want people to be exploited. Like he doesn't want dwarfs or little people to be portrayed as something that that they're usually a comedy act. Yeah, right. And and I can just like people like Hornswoggle are more than okay with that. Yeah. Because they're entertainers. 
But what I look at it as like, hey, these people that would be playing these dwarves in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, they're not playing dwarves in the real world. <laughs> they're playing fantasy characters mm-hmm. from a fan from a fairy tale story. Yep. They're not playing dwarves that you meet every day on the street they're they're in a make-believe world pretending to be something that does not exist that therein lies the real issue because it's right. it, it ends up being the same issue as when uh um scarlett johansson got cast to be a uh trans person mm-hmm. and they they and people crucified her they, for they it because and she's like but i'm an actor like I'm, I'm, they I'm not trans, for a but living. I'm also not Black Widow. Right, right. I'm not I'm a Russian-born trained special agent. Like that's not how that works. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an actor. So th- um, it's like the, the these rules that that they have are are, are just completely arbitrary. They also yeah, the, the, there's no there's no like line of logic that you can follow. They to, also kind of all, like of only go like one way too because like we said earlier, uh, a Hispanic woman is playing Snow White, German-born princess named Snow White, who's named after her skin, <laughs> literally <laughs> named after her skin. Yeah. Which right there is another issue entirely. So it's like don't even make the movie. A, Just, a princess yeah. named after her skin color. Just don't make the movie. Yeah. Listen, well, the, the truth is, it's it's <clears throat> kind of like when when you talk about like people getting hired. <clears throat> because because the color of their skin or their gender or their sexual preference like it's kind of the same idea like i want the person that's going to do the best job right that's that's what i want i don't really necessarily care what they look like uh i just want them to do the best job like if they if someone were to uh cast idris elba as james bond i don't care i don't care oh i hope so the that the author i I think it would would be be great But like the fact is James Bond was written and described as basically the author. Like he kind mm-hmm. of described himself who he was a white Englishman. And so I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what the person ends up looking like in the movie, as long as they do a good job. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting because I, I I did the the worst thing you could do in a situation like this. I went to Twitter, um, and you lurked uh, or did you participate? No, I lurked. I don't participate on Twitter. Good man. The only thing the only thing worse the only thing you can do worse than than lurking is participate. Isn't that what you guys said yeah. in our chat? The only thing worse you can do other than lurking is to you're going to get shamed for doing both though. Yeah, right. Uh, the the closest thing I could find on on Twitter, the closest argument I could find to, to being something that I can empathize with is um, dwarfs in this context are mythical creatures. So now, so, so uh, fantasy dwarfs are to humans with dwarfism as uh, like, witches black people in well black people in minstrel shows are to black people today or mm. black like actual black people right minstrel shows yeah minstrel shows from like the 20s and 30s where they had like mm. painted black skin with the mm. white lips that are painted like clowns okay. and like 
the crows in Dumbo and yeah. uh, and Uncle Remus or whatever from um, all those movies, right? So these that's the closest comparison that I could find. the The issue is is that it that these these specific mythical dwarves are not negative in any way shape or form they right. are the most positive heroic characters one guy's named happy well they, one guy's a little there's crazy. one named grumpy they literally including I mean, grumpy jumped <laughs> they can peter dinklage is grumpy <laughs> I would just be the best. <laughs> but like watch Snow White. They when when Snow White is in danger because the witch is going to come get her, the queen is going to come get her, they literally jump on the backs of the animals and go running for for to 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 her safety and then they fight the evil witch till she dies because she hurt their friend. They are the most heroic characters in that movie. Like screw prince charming that guy's a dick he shows up at the end and gets yeah. the girl these seven dwarfs literally saved her life and kept her safe like they are it's like the most uplifting and like positive portrayal of these like fantasy dwarfs you'll ever see and so they're it, universally beloved too so it's absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. like it didn't didn't they cast a whole bunch of like regular sized people to play the dwarves in one of the recent adaptations? Was like there the oh like the, the TV Kristen, show the Kristen Stewart one? Uh yeah yeah yeah. The and it was like and it was like Roger Rabbit guy Bill uh, what was what's that guy's name? Bob Hoskins. And Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins was one. I think of it was Hobbit rules. Like you had to be below a certain. <laughs> no, like they, like they even cast the 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 other guy from uh uh Shaun of the dead uh the the heavy the portly fellow nick frost. Uh, frost yeah they cast nick frost in that role in one of those roles like he's not i love nick frost short. those, those movies by the way they aren't that bad they, they kind of no, got like the twilight rub people the, like the second gross. one i thought Kristen was better Stewart. than the first one yeah with like emily blunt where she's like mm-hmm. elsa those yeah, yeah i thought that was good but but yeah like i i'm i'm like slightly offended by that like Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. they're called the dwarves, and you use CGI to make regular people look like dwarves. Like, come on. Come or on. you're going to use CGI to make completely inhuman, like you're you're basically saying, well, dwarves are barely human anyway. We might as well just yeah make them. That that seems computer worse. generated. It's it way worse. Way worse. Like uh, like gnomes or something. I don't. I don't know. I th- maybe gnome is like not a good term anymore. <laughs> but, but like what I don't, I don't get their response to, it. and all he did because he could. It, it seems like what he said was out of pure ignorance because he's like, oh, these little goofy guys they live in a cave. Like hey, clearly you don't know the source material. They don't live yeah. in a cave. They mine in a cave and they're w- very wealthy and they are brothers. Honestly, he just needed a hot take. I think so. Yeah, I think that people like us, our drama peddlers, <laughs> are are <laughs> blowing it up more so. Um, but what? But Disney, their response was, "Oh, he Peter Dinklage, King Dwarf," as they said, disapproved. So we're going to change the whole thing. Yeah, it was right. it was it's Disney. So that it, we didn't blow it up. Disney blew it up. I'm right. I, and 
what I was doing on Twitter actually was I was trying to find a response from Peter Dinklage to see how he res- is responding to this backlash on it, he's because not. I would like to hear what he has to say, but he's, I mean, mom's word. He's just not saying anything. Um, because he like pissed off his, his own. Right. Like, I, mean, I, I don't know. Like they're not a race, you know, I'm I sure would that, that community. I would love to hear his take, like, like hear him explain. Cause the problem is, is in the podcast, he brings it up. He complains. He, he says that, that those, those short quotes, and then the, he never talks about it again. So he doesn't expect, <laughs> but he doesn't expound on any of it. And he doesn't explain any of it. So we don't know why he's upset about the dwarfs. He just, he's upset about something with well, the dwarfs, the, the, but the, the he didn't explain it. I think it's implied that it's like, well, of course it's implied ex- exploitive and, and but Im- implied is not expressed. And I would like to hear him express his opinion, like express exactly I, what he's trying to say is, I is all I, I'm saying. I just want to hear more from him. I think at the, the height of, of game of Thrones, I think I remember reading an article, like an expose in Rolling Stone on Peter Dinklage. And I think he, if I'm remembering correctly, he, he talked a little bit about this and he was like, he doesn't like when roles are written for dwarves, even though he's taken them, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a feeling of like, no, 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 we're just people. So just write us just normal people roles, right? And it doesn't have to be like, oh, you're playing an elf. You're playing a dwarf in this mythical thing, you know? He was great in so, X-Men. And that character had n- almost nothing to do with him having dwarfism. Right. They, it never br- It's never brought up. And I think that that's kind of... But then he was in Thor where he was a giant. He a was giant a dwarf, dwarf playing a giant. It was... It, yeah. I mean, or like Cyrano, like he didn't have a big nose, but he really had something like I totally see what you're saying, Reese, and I actually kind of agree with it. I think that it's refreshing when it does happen, but he has he has no room to talk. He he has no. He's done it. Yeah, he's he's uh, he he climbed the ladder and pulled it back up after him. Yeah. 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 And but he did to to his climb the ladder, got up on the counter. (laughs) I believe he did. Did you guys watch the WLC match? Yes, we did. <laughs> when I he pulled out that step ladder, <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that he did say in the podcast he was just like, "Listen, no, like he's like I I've done it, I've taken those roles." He's like, "I I get it, I just uh, you know what we're I think he's basically saying we're at a time now where these types of roles shouldn't even exist." That, I, I mean, think that's, that's, I think that's that screw him. I agree. I completely screw him. Agree, he was in he was in Thor. You can't, he can't, he has no room to talk if he was in Thor playing yeah. like the, the, I mean, it's literally played for laughs that he's a dwarf playing a giant. Like yeah. it's literally played for laughs. So don't, don't get on your high horse about, oh, in these days, oh, it's, a in small, these, it's a small, ta- <laughs> don't get on your Shetland pony and tell me that that was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm, don't I'm, don't cancel I'm a me. big. I'm a I'm, big Peter Dinklage fan. In fact, I'm I love Peter him. Dinklage. That's the I thing. I'm not I remember. I remember. I love him for his roles that are <laughs> that are quote unquote exploitive. I'm nuts <laughs> over him. Did you guys see him in? Did you guys see him in Death at a Funeral? The like the the British one. No. Not yeah. The, where? Yeah. Oh he's my in, God. He's in the funeral. He's in the the casket. Yeah. He plays. He. They don't even like really play up that he's a, a little person. 
Um, he's just the secret gay lover of this, mm-hmm. this family's like father, the patriarch of this family who died and he's showing up and he wants his due. He wants money because he was this guy's lover. It's hilarious, but they don't really play too much into the fact that he's a dwarf. See, I, and I would love to see him play more roles like that, where he's being casted for his acting abilities. Right. The problem yeah. is, is that he, by saying this, has now given the opportunity for another dwarf actor to make it big, very small, yep. because mm-hmm. he took away the roles that they would normally be cast in. Guess, mm-hmm. guess, guess so what his uh, guess what his big two thousand two movie was? What was it? Oh, was it that one with the uh... tiptoes? Tiptoes, yeah. Tiptoes, dude. <laughs> okay, audience, if you're listening still, go go YouTube Tiptoes. The, I mean, the trailer. I mean, just pause that one and go watch the trailer. Isn't yeah. that like Ben oh, Affleck my. and Gary Oldman plays? Gary Oldman uh, plays a little it's person. Kate, Kate Beckinsale and, and is it Matthew yeah, McConaughey. I think it's Kate, Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Tip-toes. Oh my. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Gary I totally Oldman remember the, the role of a lifetime. So you, you, <laughs> but in between Tiptoes and Elf, so he played in Tiptoes and he played an Elf, but between it, he played a movie called The Station Agent. And speaking of um, what Reese was talking about with, was it Reese or was it Chris that brought up that he, he was like, oh, I want it was both little us. people to be playing just normal roles yeah. normal human ro- like not little normal people normal people normal listen people i'm i'm roles. quoting i'm quoting hornswoggle there okay yeah, he said yeah the i know he even thing. said that too yeah and he uh, was like you know what i mean but in in the station agent he's a he he it's a, it's a movie that is a role that has nothing to do with dwarfism Dor- his dwarfism has literally nothing to do with his character and he and it's a it's a suit anyway it's this weird movie that i watched in film school so oh, you've seen it then station agent yeah 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 okay. yeah i loved it i thought it was a great i thought it was a great movie it, it it's it's a total film school movie <laughs> so uh it's real. it's slow and it's not it, it's is it depressing artistic it's a little depressing super pretentious so, uh, pretty pretentious yes <laughs> Yeah. Would Bono like it? Bono would be all over it. Edge it's would hate favorite, it. It's his Gordon. favorite movie. Bon, the Bono, Bono would love it. The Edge would hate it. Um, what about Sting? But, Sting uh, like it? Sting? No. Sting. Sting. Yeah. I always confuse Sting for Bono. I'm not going to lie. Are they both Irish? Uh, no. no. Okay. What did, uh, Sting is, uh, Sting British. is a British. What was the joke? He was an, he was an English teacher. Wasn't that the joke in, uh, in, the, in the TV show? When they oh, said Sting, so when Sting lives in the apartment, and she's like, "Oh, is that the oh. guy from you too?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I really say that? that. I think she says that. Yeah, Sting, <laughs> also known as Gordon Sumner. Strange, anyway, stupid, idiotic information I have in my brain. Well, what I'm saying is, Peter Dinklage is a great actor, and I really like Peter Dinklage. I love his roles. I love him in his roles. I think he's. I think I love him in Elf. I love him in. Thor. Great and everything. I love him in the station agent when it's a it's an artistic like art house film. I like him when he plays any of these roles. I think he's great. I I do not agree with him when he's with the implications that he made that you shouldn't make movies for dwarfs like it, and cast them in these roles. 
and then cast him in these roles. I, I don't I, I don't agree with that. Maybe that's insinuation. why he's been silent is because he's he's seen the backlash from the dwarf community. Yeah. And maybe and he, he just like, slipped Ooh. out of his mouth and he's like, well, dang, now Disney's canceling it or not canceling a movie, but reimagining because Re-imagined. of me imagined. Um, all I got to say is uh, is to quote um, Bill Burr about what he said about Oprah is that he's standing on the shoulders of those midgets. <laughs> <laughs> wait oprah said that no no bill burr when he when he was talking about oprah about how and, she's like she's my... like god now but mm-hmm. but when she started she had she had like back in the 80s back she in the 80s was, she's she was she, jenny jones standing on the shoulders of those little people <laughs> little mail carriers that sleeping with the with their uh people on their paper routes yep she's yeah, yeah. same same feeling that uh he's kind of he's used the the shtick the the little Mm -hmm. person shtick and now he's saying aren't we aren't we past this guys exactly it's disingenuous it makes me wonder what his intentions were like like jake was saying or maybe he was just maybe he just didn't think like it's a podcast like i I heard someone defend because joe rogan's getting a lot of heat right now over his podcast oh yeah Um, i think it was tank sinatra the instagram guy who was like if you if you're offended by what somebody says on a podcast and like, it's just like conversation. Like, like Scott just said the M word a little bit ago. <laughs> so dude, but that's I, what I, mean. I really like, hope I don't get canceled over something on a podcast. Cause I just made all kinds of, little that's why the, the key in the, the last key on this podcast is to, uh, to say your, your, uh, your cancelable stuff towards the end. Cause no one's listening towards the end. <laughs> right. So you're good. We're safe. Everybody checked out like, five seconds into me talking about youtube so we're good i mean the four of us did so i can't imagine our audience stuck around jake, jake, was, was, jake was googling swords so. i was clipped in my we, we've my had team. a meta conversation this whole time on and if Geralt from the witcher has two swords or not and he every does, picture he, you guys have sent he's carrying one sword so one, oh right but he one carries the other solitary one, like, single so but it's like one in, sword in no, but in the books he carries. In the he book, he has two other ones on his back. No, no in the, game, in the video game, on his back. In the books, he has the silver sword. Well, he takes whichever okay, one. But regardless, you still only sent a picture of one sword. I sent you two pictures of him of him with each sword, one sword. W- with two different swords. He does have two different two, swords. two different swords. One is the silver sword, and one is his iron Dude, sword. What, what is this? Like, of course, two. of course, he can have two different swords. Like, but he doesn't carry them simultaneously. No, that's, that's the coolest silly. part of the video game is that he has is, double swords, and then he cool. pulls Whoa. the silver one double out swords. and he pulls, yeah, across his back. It's yeah. awesome. And depending on awesome your fighting, you switch you switch the sword, and it's. There, there's it's really awesome. so does he itch his balls or scratch his balls or the tickle <laughs> no he itches his scratchy balls he, he tickles <laughs> he's or he scratches his itchy balls i'm really glad no one's listening right now <laughs> no it's peter dinklage's job to itch because i'm nuts over him because oh, i'm nuts <laughs> all right I, and on that note I, I disavow everything that's said that's been said <laughs> yeah yeah I think well. it's, I think it's a it's an interesting conversation though, guys. Because like, when you give into one thing, what's the next thing that we're gonna give into, right? Because like we already saw Scarlett Johansson's a great actress, great actor, and she was already that role that she was set to play was canceled because they were like, no, 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 we need a real 
uh, trans person to play that role. But then meanwhile, I have to call Elliot, Elliot, uh, what the, what the hell's her name now? Page. Oh yeah, yeah, Elliot yeah. Page. Um, but but meanwhile, like they have, you know, gay actors playing all kinds of different roles. Doesn't matter what they they can play straight straight roles, but now they don't want straight people to play gay people. And so if we're given into that now, now dwarves Where can't does it end? play dwarves, right? Now dwarves can only play tall people roles. Can we talk about the to... English language and how stupid it is for a second? Because yes. the plural of dwarf is dwarfs with an yeah. F. Yeah, the word dwarves with a V doesn't yeah. exist. It's not a real word. It's a made it. up word that literally was invented by J.R.R. Tolkien because he's pissed off at the English language because elf is elves and dwarf is dwarfs. And he was like, mm. no, that's stupid. I'm just writing dwarves. You like and texting is not a word. And literally he, his, it took him like three go arounds with his editors because his editors wanted him to change it wow. to the proper dwarfs. That, and so, is, that is a deep dwarves. cut of a story. I like that. So, um, yeah, come at like me that. with, come the, at me with my J.R. Tolkien <laughs> There's a, a guy on TikTok, I can't tell you his name, but he does, that's like his shtick, is he finds all the weird words and how they're spelled, like sergeant spelled? Or, or colonel. Um, and, yeah, and, and, he'll, and it's like, he sets a scene where it's like two people that work for the language department. And oh, they're deciding dude, I've how seen to spell this guy. He's hilarious. He's, he's super funny. So, Why can't you tell uh, us his name? I can't remember his name, but it's oh, way I, funny I thought you meant stuff. it like you weren't going to tell us his name. No, I just can't remember. Oh, I can remember man. Sting's real name, but I can't remember the guy I see on TikTok all the time. You can't remember you too. You can't remember anything. Yeah, yeah I can't. Calling your mom to change his name. I'm turning into my dad, guys. <laughs> my, my dad asked Aren't me, we all? Have you guys had this experience yet? Sorry, go ahead, well, On Sunday, my dad looked at me and he was like, he was like, hey, big guy. He's never called me big guy in my 35 years. And I was like, hey, little guy, because he's like 5'7". And, um, and he looks at me and I can tell he doesn't quite know who I am. And he says, what's your genealogy? <laughs> I said, it's the same as yours, dad. And he's, and he looked at me and goes, Oh, but, but what's your genealogy? I said, I'm your son. So I have the same genealogy as you. And he was just so confused. Like, he's like, wait, wait, what? It was really, it's actually really funny. He blew his mind. Speaking of turning into your dad. I was watching, uh, I get up in the mornings and while my wife is like in getting ready in the bathroom and doing all that stuff, I'm making like coffee and breakfast and different things. And so I usually put on YouTube on my phone, put a headphone in and watch it while I'm doing that stuff and watch this stuff. And well, I didn't have my headphones. They were, they were dead. So I, I was just watching YouTube on my phone. My wife comes out and, uh, the YouTube video that just popped up next in my in my algorithm was about the history of highways of the highway system freeway system in Phoenix Arizona. <laughs> that sounds really boring. That sounds awful. <laughs> I was watching it and I was fascinated by dude, the history no, of the freeways dude, dude, in Phoenix Arizona. I will back you up on that because speaking of an, another uh, <laughs> another so TikTok another tiktok there, there's a tiktoker that that explains highway systems and how how highways are named and for, and, and Dude, interstates well, and stuff. Okay. it is so, fascinating so i was fascinated really by it not, and morgan it's morgan really came out morgan came out of the bathroom and listened to me she was like what 
radio station are you listening to? And I was like, oh, it's a YouTube video. And she goes, okay, Ben. And I was like, ouch. I, I, I stand with Morgan on this. And, and Ben's my dad, um, for those who don't know. But um, she, it just made me laugh because I, although she, cause she got on my phone and immediately typed in those progressive commercials about the people turning into their parents. Those are hilarious, by the way. Because I, I mean, there was the one that was a few years ago where the, he was like talking to the black guy sitting on the couch reading a book and he goes, you know who else reads books about submarines? And he's like, my, my dad. And while that show was on, I literally hit pause on my Tom Clancy novel <laughs> about Jack Ryan and a submarine. <laughs> I was like, I feel personally attacked by these commercials. So is the fact the, that Morgan brought that out, I was like, okay, I got to stop watching. Progressive? Is it the progressive commercials that also did the one about like we have ants in our house? I can't remember. Oh, that yeah. one was funny. That, that, that one ants. cracked me up super hard. They reminded me of my ants. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. Um, do you know how I know that the episode is over? Because we're talking about progressive. Commercials. Because I'm talking about progressive commercials <laughs> and uh, the history of the highways in Phoenix, Arizona. Have so you guys that, had the experience yet where your fart smells like your dad's? Because that's how uh, I know I'm no. getting old. No. no, no, I actually don't. I actually have no memory of smelling my dad's farts. My mom, on the other hand, is like <laughs> rancid dog. I uh, is brutal. My mom I, gave me heartburn, like genetically. <laughs> so my mom does have pretty terrible farts. I I uh, I medically changed my gastrointestinal tract, and now my farts that used to be real bad are now like absolutely fatal. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bru- brutality. Brutality. My, my favorite story of Jake's once is when he was farting really bad. So he left the room to not gas out his wife and she got offended and thought she was thought he was mad at her. <laughs> so in that miscommunication, she like, I guess I'll leave. I guess I'll leave. Yeah. No. <laughs> Jake was being so courteous. My, fa- my favorite f- fart story is when I literally made Chris puke. Yes, he did. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that story. (laughs) And on that note, we're going to say, if you enjoyed this episode, please go to Patreon or coffee and let us know how you felt about it. Monetarily. Let us (laughs) know how you, how you feel about Peter Dinklage, my farts or, um, my, my dance (laughs) or the highway system in general, (laughs) the highway system in Phoenix, which is broken. Dude, There's, there's just a thing for everybody. Like there's some guy that has a poster on his wall of highway systems. And you found the YouTube channel for that (laughs) fandom. No correction. The algorithm found it for me. I didn't click on that video, but it knew because I was fascinated by the time it was done. I was telling Morgan, did you know that the, politics and blah, 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 blah. Dude, sometimes I, it's scary i had somebody say the word himbo around me recently which is like a a characteristic of like a big dumb guy like a big dumb lovable guy like cronk <laughs> and i heard it in my headphones and i opened google and it was like here's some famous himbos in in uh movies and interesting i never i never said that word it was a spoken into my ear once now uh, you know google reads hey. my mind I had I had a listener from Southern California reach out. Ooh, um, was he a himbo? 
No, her name's Shambri Jackson. Well, we prefer uh, him. Shambri, what's up? Shambri, yeah, she's the and, best. Uh, yeah, you know she, she reached out. Yeah, we we actually worked together. Reese knows she her. Just, she just works in in California, um, and she just reached out. And she's like, "Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I I actually listen to your podcast, and it's kind of great." Um, so shout out to Shambri for for reaching out. She she actually quoted one of our episodes she's like yeah i was listening to the episode you guys were telling your listeners to reach out and tell where like where we're from so if you see southern california it's me i was like oh that's awesome thank you for letting me know yeah that is awesome listen shambri next time i'm in southern california i probably won't look you up but i'll think about you (laughs) (laughs) because that's safer and and like less weird yeah you're welcome (laughs) so yeah to the rest of our listeners uh wherever you're at let us know i keep getting weird uh facebook requests from like random people no i get messages on instagram all the time and they're like hey and i'm like are you a fan of a show and they're like what show all right because we told them to reach out to us do they say do they say oh no you're supposed to be a fan of my porn show yeah that's what i'm worried about so I, i'm yeah, like I don't know. should i accept we told, the friendship we, we gave an open invitation to people and then i get messages and i'm like do i know you somehow <laughs> not a single one of you reached out yet <laughs> but i'm yeah, getting i'm so, answering a lot of like robo people <laughs> i'm just concerned <laughs> if i start accepting these friend requests that they're gonna be like jake said these porn accounts like i don't want i don't want to start bringing that into my life so if you're a porn account right. probably don't friend us i don't know right where are we going get out of here what are we doing Dude, this is like the lord of the rings ending of a podcast <laughs> what are we doing with our lives ridiculous is reese gonna kiss all of us on the forehead and then slowly get on a ship and yes no he's gonna hop sail away why are we all in bed together? we're gonna jump on the bed with you guys <laughs> is troy just gonna just troy just gonna watch and laugh Stand it, stand. Oh, we never, we never brought up the fact that Troy wasn't here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Troy, we love you. We do Sorry, love you, Troy. Troy. We're just jealous that you're in Costa Rica. We didn't make fun Troy's of Troy's in once. Costa Rica. Enjoy your time in Costa Rica, Troy. You deserve it. Absolutely. But also, screw you. I wish but I was in Costa Rica. Yeah, totally Thanks for listening. We love you guys. See you. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.